So welcome back to the series all on sales psychology. This one I think is going to stretch you big time. We're going to be talking all about selling from a place of abundance. And don't I don't want you to think about this as oh this is just a, a mindset one. No. This is fundamentally has the ingredients to shift the trajectory of how you show up in the marketplace. Because this conversation that we're going to have today on this episode is really all about your philosophy of the marketplace, your philosophy of your offers, your philosophy of how you generate money. And the concepts I'm going to share with you today have been tried and true. They've been tested. I've worked on them for so long in my life and still am. And I think that they really represent how market leaders view their business and how they view the marketplace. And so if you've ever felt scarcity before in your business and fear of scarcity, fear of missing out, fear of Uh, what might happen, then this is going to pump you up. This is going to be a blessing in terms of your life and creating abundance. And if you find it helpful, make sure to leave a review and uh, subscribe as we go so you don't miss any of the up and coming episodes. Guys, let's get into it. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So as you grow in your business and expand your offerings and expand how many people you lead in the marketplace, your philosophy of how you view the marketplace, I think continually needs to evolve. And the more I get to hang around people all over the world who are leading incredibly successful businesses, the more I realize that they all have a philosophy of abundance, or at least they're working towards a philosophy of abundance. And I don't know about you, I know for me, I just like hanging out with people who have an abundant philosophy. And so this conversation, I think, is going to be really helpful for you if you've really struggled with scarcity. You've struggled with scarcity, especially when it comes to selling. And obviously, this is a part of the sales psychology series. And I wanted to address this this uh, idea of of scarcity and abundance and why abundance is so important and how you can actually access abundance, especially when it comes to selling. Because I think, first of all, when when you're selling something, making an offer, uh, first of all, it, it can feel really uncomfortable asking for money because I don't know about you, but I know for me, especially when I was starting out, I used to feel like if I ask for money, then my clients, my prospects are going to have less money. Now, from a logical perspective, that is true, right? But if you start viewing money in the way that we're going to talk about it today, it's actually not true. And I know for me, when I've joined programs, masterminds, bought courses, all that sort of stuff, that exchange of money it actually creates more value in my life. And even though I'm giving something to someone else, 
that is actually giving something to me as well. It's kind of like that whole idea of, you know, if you've ever done any charity work or any contributions and so forth, even though you're doing the charity work, it feels like you're actually receiving more than they are, right? You know, if you've ever done any sort of, you know, work with the homeless or work with people who are disadvantaged or um, going through challenges, like more than, you know, more challenges than you are going, the level of gratitude that you get from it just blows you away. And so, Part of this shift in you being able to grow more revenue in your business is actually part of you being being able to create more abundance in your life. And so the challenges is that I think for a lot of people, like when you're making an offer is you feel like, oh, everyone else is making the same offer or every there's so many people in the marketplace. So you feel like competition. You have this fear that people won't buy. You have this fear that you don't want to rip people off. You have this fear that you don't want to come off salesy, right? You have all these fears around it. And so the opportunity that we get to have today is I want to help to shift your view of money. I want to help you to shift your view of how you see the marketplace because when you shift your view of how you see the marketplace, how you show up in the marketplace is going to be incredibly different. I want you to really know the value of your transformation that you offer because if you're just selling stuff, like stuff is not valuable, but transformations are incredibly valuable. And my goal from this conversation today is that you would walk in more abundance, you would notice more abundance in your life than you even do right now. And so let's let's do this journey together as we have this conversation about creating abundance in your philosophy towards selling. So I don't know how you grew up, but I know for me growing up, uh, you know, I've grew up very much like middle class. Uh, we're in Australia, you know, I had a fantastic lifestyle. But one thing that I noticed was I noticed that in different families and in different you know, people, whether they had things or not, didn't matter as much as how they felt about the things that they had. Like, I don't know about you, but I know, I know for me, being scared of losing everything, like having that scarcity mindset was something that I really struggled with, especially growing up. And even right now, like I still have struggles with that fear of losing something. Does that make sense? And so, first of all, I think it's really normal. So, if you feel that, if you've experienced that in your life or are feeling it, then I want you to know it's really normal to have that because your ego is designed to keep you safe. And your ego is basically saying, hey, hang on to everything that you've got so that you don't lose anything. And if you hang on to it, then you won't go into scarcity. But here's the problem. The problem is, is that I've watched my career and I've watched different people's career. And what I've noticed is that the people who are willing to have an abundance mindset, to invest in themselves, to grow, to contribute, to be more generous, those are the people who end up usually making more progress and faster progress than anyone else. And I definitely really noticed, like literally just last night, I was having a conversation with one of my friends and he was saying, he's like, oh yeah, I just joined a program and it was, that was like, you know, almost a hundred thousand dollars, right? And to just join a program. And I was thinking, wow, isn't it just incredible that someone would be willing to invest like close to a hundred thousand dollars to just be a part of a program? It's, it's mind-blowing. And I know for me, I've gone through different series and times in my life where I've had to really stretch and invest significant amounts of money for just the hope that that commitment, which by the way, that commitment, because so often you can go, 
oh, you, but, but you lose that money. You don't have that money anymore. No. How you need to view it is as long as the program or the person that you're investing in, I think, has a level of integrity, has shown to have results before, then I know for me, the entrepreneurial journey is betting on myself. And as much as I'm like investing in someone else's program, I'm actually investing in myself because I'm betting on myself. And as an entrepreneur, all you have is your skills. Like that's all you really have. You Obviously, you've got your reputation, you've got your relationships, but at the core of it, it is your skills. And how do you develop your skills fast? You develop your skills fast by investing in fast track ways to develop those skills. Uh, I was listening to, I think I mentioned in the last one, I was listening to a podcast by a guy called Alex Hamozzi, and he, he shared this one idea, which I thought was so powerful. And he was saying like, there's basically two ways to get skills. You can either develop that skill over a period of time through trial and error. So let's say it's five years of trial and error to develop a certain skill, or you can pay to learn that skill from someone who's already spent that five years of investment you can pay money and short track that five years down to maybe it's five weeks. And so when you pay money, you invest in yourself and what you're actually paying for, this is what you're paying for, guys. You're paying for the time that it gives you back to learn that skill. And then you're also paying for the return on investment that that skill acquisition that you learn in five weeks instead of five years can give you for the next four years and, you know, 47 weeks or whatever it is, right? So instead of spending five years, you got four years and 47 weeks of return on investment on that skill as opposed to trial and error for five years. Is this making sense? This is how top entrepreneurs think. They go, how can I generate money to reinvest into myself and to my business so that I can short track the skill acquisition so that I can get return on investment from that skill acquisition for a longer period of time. And so that investment gives you back time and it also gives you leverage in that skill acquisition and leverage from the skill, sorry, that you've actually acquired already. Is this making sense? And so I think this philosophy is crucial when it comes to growing your business. And it comes down to the question of is how fast do you need to go and how fast do you want to go? How fast do you want to go? Because if you want to take the slow and hard way, and so often you see people when they're you know, making an offer, they'll say, hey, there's a slow and hard way or there's an easy way. And there's actually a lot of truth in it, especially if their program or what they're offering and your program has integrity, it has great results, it has you know, a lot of student success uh, experiences. There's a lot of truth in that, in that the trial and error way is super hard, super difficult. It's not that you're not going to go through trial and error again, but it's there's actually a faster way to skill acquisition if you can lean on masterful experiences that someone who has mastered the skill has distilled it down to fast track your way to skill acquisition. And so the reason why I'm sharing this is because that's my philosophy. Like I'm always looking, I'm like, on the lookout of who I can give my money to all the time. And I'm looking for mentors. I'm looking for people in my life going, who can I give money to? But I'm not really, by the way, giving money to them. Even though I am logically, I'm actually investing in myself to go to the next level of skill acquisition so that I can get return on investment faster from that skill. Is this making sense? And so the reason why I'm sharing this is because I know for me, you know, growing up, that wasn't normal to 
to like spend money on courses and spend money on things like personal development books and things like that like that was quite new and and you know like it wasn't bad or good or anything it just was this is just something that i noticed and so for me as i started to get into personal development i realized that the philosophy of investing in yourself wasn't like a trick because i think sometimes this industry does get like a bad name for itself there are definitely people out there who are predatorial in how they sell their programs or how they position things. And maybe they don't actually have the skills to help and to share people. And I think that there is this like weird balance that you have to notice because, you know, like I I definitely think that there are people out there that are lacking integrity, but you have to trust and you have to find out who you're resonating with and do your due diligence and look for the people who you trust and are providing good, helpful information you're resonating with. And then eventually you just got to make that bet. And sometimes you're going to join programs that aren't great. And sometimes you're going to join programs that are great. But this is the thing is every time I know for us, I'm looking back at some of the decisions that we've made in our business. I was just chatting with my wife the other day and we're like, oh, do you reckon that was a good decision? We're like, oh gosh, that that didn't turn out that well for us. Like financially, that didn't turn out that well, like a certain decision that we made in our business. But I was like, but I'm so glad that I did it. I'm so glad that I did that because first of all, the impact on us hasn't been that great in terms of like, oh, that should I say that big but the learnings that I took from that experience from of why I wouldn't make that certain decision that we made, again, was so much more valuable than any revenue we would have got if we made a different decision. Does that make sense? And so for me, I'm really looking for the value, the abundance in every decision that I'm making. So I want to share with you three philosophies that are going to help you to shift into an abundance philosophy when it comes to selling and when it comes to just being an expert in the marketplace. And the first philosophy is this, is that you need to stop competing and start creating. You need to have not a competition mindset, a creation mindset. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to be aware of your competitors, but one of the questions that I get a lot from my students is like, hey, someone else is already doing that or like helping people with that. Who am I to do that? Or, you know, should I really do that? Because it feels like it's so flooded the market. Now, first of all, I want you to know this is that your brain, your reticular activation system, part of your brain that notices things from a conscious level, your reticular activation system, it basically expands whatever it's focusing on. So in other words, if you're in a certain niche, you're going to find people. And by the way, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, like any sort of platform that has advertising, they are going to also target you with those people based on your interests and based on things that you're commenting about, liking about, etc. So it's not just your brain noticing that like that it's happening more. It's also algorithms and things like that as well, which is part of the whole social system, right? That's happening now. But I want you to know that you are noticing more of that because you're in that space. So other people aren't thinking that. And this is the cool thing is that the other people, they're your clients. So they're not necessarily thinking, oh my gosh, there's 4,000 people offering this because you're in the space offering the programs. And so you're seeing everyone else offering the programs. You're probably more acutely aware of that as well. Your prospects aren't. And so I want you to know that first of all, most of your prospects are not noticing anywhere near as much competition as you're noticing it. But I actually want you to completely shift this philosophy. And I want you to move into a creation philosophy 
not a competition philosophy. And so what that means is that it's basically taking this philosophy that there is always going to be enough clients for everyone. As long as you're providing value and you're integrated in what you do, there is always going to be enough clients for everyone. And you're going to build the reputation that you build. You're going to attract certain people into your programs that other people are not going to be attracted to. And so I know for me, you know, there's certain people who offer programs that teach a similar type of skill. I don't think they teach it as well, but that's just (laughs) my thoughts. But they teach a similar type of skill, right? And they teach it in their own unique way. Now, those people are going to resonate with certain people and I'm going to resonate with certain people. And in fact, I'm going to help people in a way that they can't and also they are going to help people in a way that I can't. So it's this creation idea that even though there is competition, there's other people doing it, we can call that competition because we know what it is. But if you go from a creation mindset as opposed to a competition mindset, it's like this river. It's not a dam. It's a river that flows through the marketplace. There's always going to be enough clients for you. And really, the journey actually comes back to you and learning how to create value, to articulate value, to understand your audience better, to make irresistible offers, which we really started to address in the series. And by the way, if you haven't listened to the last two episodes, definitely go back and listen to the last two episodes around offer psychology, sales psychology. And so what I'm saying here is is that come from that abundance place that don't view the market as competitors. Realize that you're all creating an ever-evolving experience in the marketplace. It is a river, not a dam. And so that's the first shift I want you to make. It's creation, not competition. That you are bringing your unique voice to the marketplace and you're going to help people that other people can't help. Yeah? So that's the first one. The second thing is this, is that you need to view money as energy. Money More and more, it's becoming like, I think from a a mental perspective, easier to grasp because money now, I don't know about you, but I never have money on me. Like rarely, rarely do I have physical notes other than giving my kids pocket money for doing their chores. I rarely have any notes on me. And if I do, I honestly don't know what to do with it (laughs) because I go to a store and and they're like, you know, they want me to pay $4.11. And I'm like, I'm not going to give them a $5 note because then I'm going to get back 89 cents. I don't want that. Which by the way, America, guys, we don't need a penny anymore. We don't need a penny. Who needs one census, right? So that's a whole nother conversation. Let's just break it down. Five cents probably needs to be the lowest number, but that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) So, but anyway, right? We never use notes anyway. So it's just digits, really just digits flying around in the atmosphere, going through the interweb and being transferred to different people, right? And so it actually starts to make more sense that it's just digits that flow throughout the economy. And there's trillions and trillions of digits flowing through the economy. And if you view money as energy, you start to realize that to generate more money, first of all, you can always generate more money. So money, money actually never disappears. And if you look at your bank account, your bank account is a representation of how you are energetically showing up and providing value that the marketplace says is value in a consistent way. And so your bank account is a representation of the energetic value that you're offering to the marketplace. Now, I know this sounds a little bit kind of out there, but I want you to stay with me here. There's a book that I haven't read it yet, but the core premise 
just sounds incredible. In fact, um, I think it was Ed Milet. Uh, he just did an interview on his podcast with this guy's name's Ryan Serhant, and he is. Uh, I think he's on the here. He's on the million dollar real estate show. He's based in New York. Uh, he's like a young guy, and I love the core premise of his book. And basically, his core premise is that it's not the necessarily the skills. It's not how educated someone is based around you know whether they've been to college or not, all that sort of stuff. He, he talks about this idea of he calls it big money energy. And big money energy is this idea that to generate big money, you have to have you have to move as energy. You have to move. Like there's something about big money energy. I love the way he describes that, that you just can't mistake. In other words, when you're around people who have an abundance mindset and truly an abundance from an energetic and monetary perspective, they they just attract more of it into their life. And it's not even necessarily uh, always what they're doing, but energy affects what they do. And when their energy affects what they do, they take different actions. And then obviously those actions generate different results and energetic flows. And so what I'm saying here is that you need to stop seeing money as a physical thing. Money is energy. And when you bring energetic value, which is essentially solving a problem and coming to the marketplace energetically in a way of abundance and solving it in an abundant way, you're going to start to generate a lot more money. And so focus on this idea of energy, bringing more energy. Now, how do you work on that? Well, you work on your your philosophy, you work on your beliefs, you work on how you show up, you work on how you speak. I think words are, you know, words are energy. They are energy waves, they're sound waves, but there's energy, there's sound, there's energy in even how you speak and language creates things in people's life. So this idea that money can actually be created through words, that money, it's so funny, my son sometimes asks me, he's like, he's like, dad, tell me about what you do. Like, what do you do in your business? And I say, and, I, and I'll tell him, I say, I say, Jonah, I said, what I do is I talk and then people give me money. And he's like, okay, so you talk and people give you money. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm like, that's kind of the, the simplest definition of it. And so when he does his presentations at school, you know, I, I'm always like, I get him up there, we practice it. And I'm like, buddy, this skill I know you're doing maths, I know you're doing English, I know you're doing all this sort of stuff, but I want you to know that the skill of public speaking is the highest paid skill pretty much on the planet. Like, I mean, you think about public speakers, you you can do an hour presentation and people earn a million dollars. Obviously, you've got to be have celebrity with that. But isn't that crazy that you can earn a million dollars? Like people create a million dollars. The average keynote speaker earns about eight thousand to ten thousand dollars an hour to do a speech. Eight to ten thousand dollars for an hour. And a lot of the times they do the same speech over and over again. They don't have to create a new speech necessarily. So what I'm saying here is that <laughs> well, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, but really. I think we bring it back to this idea of that money is energy. And while I was talking about words, words create energy. Your movement creates energy. How you show up in, in the marketplace, how you look after your body, you know, meditation, contribution, um, gratitude, where your focus is, all of that stuff creates energy. Who you hang around, oh my gosh. I know for me, that's why I'm always 
looking for communities that I can hang around and rub shoulders with because their energy is going to rub off on me. Their beliefs are going to rub off on me. And so I want you to stop thinking of money as a thing. Money is energy. Because when you think of money as a thing, it's like you can run out of it, but you can't run out of money. I know you think you can, but you can't because you can always generate energy again. From a logical perspective, yes, you can run out of money. You can go down to zero. You can go down to you know minus numbers. But energetically, money's never going to run out because it just keeps flowing. It just keeps moving. And now it's moving into cryptocurrencies, etc. So m- money is just flow. Money is movement. It's energy. And the more you realize this, the more abundant you're going to feel. The third big shift is, is that when you're selling... To stand in a place of abundance for your clients. So the idea here is you need to stand in a place of possibility for your clients. I know for me, when I've joined certain programs, I remember I was having a conversation with one of my mentors. This was like six years ago when I made a fairly large investment into one of the programs I did. And he said to me, he said, Colin, he said, you know, my goal, and this is, by the way, this is before I used to teach people how to sell on a webinar, right? This is when I was I was teaching productivity at the time, like six years ago. And he said to me, he's like, Colin, I want you to run a $250,000 webinar. He's like, that's my goal. My goal is for you to run a $250,000 webinar. Now, this guy has ran two $250,000 webinars before. And so he could stand, because he had certainty, he could stand in the possibility of that. And what's cool is now I, through his certainty, now I get to stand in that possibility for my clients with the webinars at the same level. And so what I'm saying here is that you as a leader must stand in the possibility for your clients. One of the biggest things that people buy when they buy your offer is certainty. In other words, they are buying a feeling that it is more certain, it is more possible than how they feel, how much they feel it is possible right now. And so when someone makes a transaction, what they're looking for, they're saying, hey, I've got money, I've got energy, I've got time, and I'm wanting to transact. And the thing that I'm transacting for is actually certainty. Now, certainty in your offer is represented by systems, processes, beliefs, environments, people they're hanging out with, um, goals, all that sort of stuff. Like there's so many different practical aspects of certainty, but at the core of it, it's actually energy. It's actually a feeling that they are looking for. And so when you make an offer, you must stand in certainty in the possibility that your clients are looking for. And when you do that, you give them a greater chance to walk into that certainty and that possibility. That's your goal. You don't have to do it for them because they have to do the work, but obviously through your systems, your processes, et cetera, that they can access it quicker. So my challenge for you today is, are you selling and making offers and being an expert in the marketplace from a place of abundance? And I wonder, imagine, I don't know, three weeks from now, three months from now, And you are literally acting and being from a place of abundance right now. And notice how that feels to show up in the marketplace, in your Facebook lives, on your webinars, in your video series, in your challenges, in your conversations, in your podcasts that you have with people. Um, Notice how that feels to show up in the audience, show up for your audience from a place of abundance. And my, my ask is that you would make that commitment today, that you would make the commitment to show up 
to be, to act, to live from that place of abundance. Because when you do, you're going to attract more money, you're going to attract more opportunity, and you're going to walk into the possibilities that are on your life. Hey, I hope this has been helpful. Please, please uh, subscribe and leave uh, a review if you found this helpful. And for those of you who are really serious about learning the practicalities of doing this on a virtual stage, live stages, etc., definitely make sure to sign up for our VIP waitlist for Sell From Stage Academy. We will be opening it up fairly soon, but just for a few short days. So make sure to jump on the waitlist and uh, so that you get all of the cool bonuses that we're offering all of our VIPs, etc. And you can at least have a look at the offer. So guys, it's a pleasure as always having this conversation with you. Uh, if you're interested, you can go to sellfromstageacademy.com or uh, the link is in the show notes and appreciate you all. Hey, hope this has been useful and helpful. We'll talk soon. Make it a great day. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.